All right, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Pull Up and Chat Podcast. What's going on, bro? We're back at it again. I know, I know. Needed a little break, you know. Um, I know we 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 just starting off the new year, but obviously we needed a little emergency break, which is always good. But I think we're coming back at the right time. Yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. A lot of a lot to unpack. So how you how how you doing? What's up with you? I've been I've been happy, obviously, because uh, my boy won. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into. I'm that a, in I'm a I'm finally out of quarantine. Uh, okay. Officially, so thank God that I've passed this stage. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, man. It was it was definitely a rough, rough two weeks, um, yeah. to say the least. But you know, we've overcome it. We overcome it already, and uh, just not. I'm not gonna say I'm going out there and just doing whatever. You know, it's just right, right, I'm right. happy to get out of my room once right, at least once, right. man. I'm happy. So we're getting back. Getting back. Definitely, man. So happy for you, of course, for your recovery. And if anything, I know we can talk about it in a later episode, but it's a reminder, wear your mask, stay safe. This uh this stiff this stuff ain't going away and it's real, you know. It's what not I mean? a so, it's not a joke, man. It's not a joke. Definitely. But obviously, you know, the topic of the day is football, football, and a little bit more football. <laughs> as we have uh reached uh you know, we're at the Super Bowl mark, which we'll preview in a little bit. But we want to go back and talk a little bit about the, the championship games. Obviously, some exciting games, some some highlights, some disappointments in, so, in, in, in some regard. But definitely, you know, must see TV, though I have to admit I didn't see all of it. But I'll get that to him <laughs> in a minute. Uh, but yeah, but we want to start with the NFC matchup. You know, the this year we saw the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, some who consider one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, going up to up against the other guy who other people consider the greatest of all time in Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, we know where your allegiance lie, but <laughs> you know, having seen the game. Having uh, seen the outcome, I just want to get your take. Like, what does this mean for Brady now making it to his 10th um, and uh, Super Bowl? And yet, you know, for as great as Aaron Rodgers is, you know, this is another year where he's not going to make it. So I just want to get your thoughts on those two, you know, quarterbacks and, and what it means for them, for one for the one that lost and the one that that unfortunately didn't make it. So let's start with Tom Brady, obviously. Um, I mean, for his legacy, bro, um, I think the conversation with him, it's far beyond football now. I think right. now he ent- he's entered. I mean, I think he was already there in that conversation of the greatest athletes of all time. We're talking right. Tiger Woods. We're talking Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky. Muhammad right. Ali, like he's in that conversation. The football conversation to me, it's over. And, right. and to most football brains, that conversation is done. To put in, into perspective what this guy has done, and obviously football is the ultimate team sport. You know, right. like that's the one sport I can look at and say, it's a team sport. You need other pieces to work. Obviously, it's for everyone, whether it's Patrick Mahomes and his insane talent. He needs right. the talent that he has around him for it to work. Same for Aaron Rodgers and same for every quarterback in the history of football. But to put into perspective what 
Tom Brady has accomplished in his career. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. Right. In the NHL, there's been 13 players that have accomplished that feature. In Major League Baseball, there's been six that have accomplished that feature. In basketball, okay. obviously the most recent one is LeBron James. There's been four players that have been able to get to 10 championships. In football, right. there's only been one. That's Tom Brady. What he's done in Good his stats. career at the age of 43 – the stats that he threw out at the age of 43 is yeah. just, you, you can't compare it to anything else. Like, at this point, we're, we're done with the conversation about who's the GOAT or whatever. There's no, there is no conversation because Tom Brady transcends that. His right. impact on, 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 on the sport, you know, whether you want to attribute that to Bill Belichick or whatever it was. I mean, he's obviously proven outside of Bill Belichick getting to a Super Bowl. And Bill Belichick not having any success on his own, right. I think the conversation just goes beyond football for 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 Tom Brady now. Like now we're talking all all time greatest athletes of all time, and he's joined. He's in that conversation. He's right in the middle of that conversation with Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Wayne Gretzky, Tiger Woods, the all time greats. Like football wise, I don't think there's anything to talk about. When it, when it comes to Tom Brady. And we can go over the stats and we'll do that as we go on. But his record is just, I don't understand. Like, there, there's just no one close to him, bro. Like, his, he's, he has 33 wins. The second uh, uh, closest to him is, is, I think it's Joe Montana with 16 wins or something like that. Like, that's how crazy, that's how much success this guy has had in his career so far. And he's right. not done. He just threw for 40 touchdowns. Just threw for three touchdowns in a championship game, and he's forty three. He's gonna continue to pile on to to the stats. He's either number one or two in regular season stats with Drew Brees, and in playoff stats, he's so far ahead that it's going to take a player playing into their forties to be able to reach that. It's just mind boggling for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't know, man. Um, he he's obviously right there with Patrick Mahomes, Dan Marino. One of the greatest talents that we've ever seen in the NFL, bro. It's just, it's unbelievable. Right. And I, I'm, I'm not a hater. I, I, I'm looking at his talent, and the dude is a beast, bro. Um, but now this is five consecutive, or I, I believe it's four consecutive um, championship games that he's lost in. And right. when I look at this one, obviously this is the one we're talking about. Um, we can't just all put this on Matt Lafleur. Unfortunately, Tom Brady did turn the ball over three times. He did turn right. the ball over three times. You know how many points they got out of those three turnovers? Six. In that last play where people are blaming the coach, why did he go for the field goal? It was third and goal on the eighth, and we seen and we all seen the replay where Aaron Rodgers had an open field to run the ball, either run for the touchdown or at least get four or five extra yards, making it easier to call that fourth and goal. Right. He threw the ball, basically threw the ball away because the guy wasn't open in the middle of the field. So he had plenty chances to be able to win this game. And he just didn't come through. He didn't execute. And it sucks, but it's another stain in his career. He's been to one Super Bowl in his career. He's had the talent. He had arguably the best offensive line in football. Had the number one or number two receiver in football. 
had a, a a really good running back. What what else what else do you want? Like you know, like it it, it just sucks, and it's a stain in his career. Um, he needs to get to another Super Bowl. He needs to win another su- Super Bowl to be up in that class with Drew Brees and and John Elway and John and and, and Montana. Again, Brady's in his own conversation, but it, right. it was an amazing Sunday. What do you think? Well, I'm gonna start with with Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna start by just simply as they do, you know, in sports and pay, you know, the ultimate sign of respect by tipping my cap to him, you know, because of everything that you said, yeah. you know, um, regardless of how you want to break down who's responsible for what percentage of his success, the fact of the matter is, and it's to this year's the exclamation point is that where he goes, there's success. Um, and I think one of the things that Tampa Bay that I give them credit for is because they did what was necessary to make him as successful as possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've spoken about it in, in earlier episodes, you know, they brought out Rob Gronkowski out of retirement. They brought him out of retirement. Bruce Arians swallowed his own words (laughs) <laughs> and saying that they weren't going to get Antonio Brown and they got Antonio and they got Brown. Antonio Brown, yeah. You know, so they did what was necessary for him to be as successful as possible in this year. And so it's one of those things where you can't deny that where Tom Brady is, there is success is right around the corner, yeah. you know, and so you can't take it away from him. So I, I want to start by saying that because of what I'm about to say. Yeah. I don't want to say like I'm taking away from him. Yeah. Because I do believe that when it came to this game, as much as Tampa Bay and Tom Brady won, I actually do feel that it was taken away essentially from Aaron Rodgers. And I do put the blame on the coach, Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll break it down into into a few pieces. Um, first of all, when Tom Brady, as you said, throws three interceptions, man, you're supposed to win that game. Yeah, like, you can't yeah. have a quarterback like that. You know, the MVP throw... of the league. You have, I'm you sorry. Have, you have Aaron Rodgers, the MVP of the league, and you didn't take advantage of it. Right, and so you have that. Yeah. To break down his coaching a little bit. Because this happened, it happened to Andy Reid like two years ago when they lost to, to the Patriots before going, uh, you know, yeah, when I the remember. Patriots last won their Super Bowl. It also happened to Sean McVay the year that they faced the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Matt LaFleur abandoned, at least that's what the numbers say, because I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I saw like part of the third quarter and the fourth quarter of the game. So I didn't see like the first half of the game, but I look at the numbers and you see they have an Aaron Jones, a running back who rushed for over 1100 yards this season. Yeah. So I don't understand how in any game in a playoff game, you only give this guy, uh, what was it? Six carries and those six carries. He, he uh he had 27 yards. That's a 4.5 average. Yeah. So it wasn't that he was getting stuffed. 
It's just that he didn't go to to his run game. Well, most of that was, most of that was because of the fact that they were behind. Um, the, the Bucks led for for the entire game. They never they never gave up the lead. It was most of it was because of that. And I don't know what, uh, as far as like I think he got hurt in the beginning of the third quarter. Oh, I don't know if it was at the end of the second quarter, but I know that he suffered that chest injury and was forced right. out of the game. Yeah. Right, but even up until then, because even if you're losing the game, yeah. right, and you're down, it's not like they were so down behind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you can, when it's only pass, where you're just trying to score. They weren't down 20, 30 points trying to make points. that sort of a comeback. It was only four points up until the last right. Scotty so Miller you touchdown. Can still, and even if you lose your starting run, running back, man, you have to keep the defenses guessing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You true. have to be able to, like, diversify your offense and there was none and now to the play that you're talking about in um in the fourth quarter with Aaron Rodgers where you said that he could have scrambled and all of those things here's why I place the blame on Matt LaFleur whether or not he could have made it or he should have ran Ultimately, when you have certain types of talent, when you have an all-time talent, you ride, you die with that person. You win, and you lose with that person. Pretty much what Bruce Arians did with Tom Brady Brady. before the half where it was fourth and third. He was like, yo, we need points. Right. And so... I'm gonna make an an, an uh, another sports comparison. Not to you know, not that we like to do that too often, but if you remember the World Series last year, where uh, Tampa Bay was like on the verge of at least being staying competitive with the Dodgers, and you had uh, what's the name of the, the the manager Cashman, I think, or or I forgot what his name is, the Tampa Bay manager, where he had his starting pitcher pitching lights out. It's now, it's now, right? Huh? It was Snell, right? Snell, yeah. yeah the pitcher yeah. was Snell, but I forgot the name of the manager. Um, and he comes and he takes him out. No, if that is your number one pitcher, you win or you lose with your best. Yeah. And so this is the the I guess this is the logic that I failed to see in Matt LaFleur's plan. You're fourth and goal. You're down uh two scores, right? So you're telling me that you don't trust Aaron Rodgers on a fourth and goal with two plus minutes left, I believe, was still in the game. Because like it was seven, way before. It was like two, three minutes. It was yeah. before the, the two-minute warning. It was two, I think, 17 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So you're telling me that you're not going to trust him then where you have more than two minutes, where you have your timeouts. And you can actually try to make something happen. But then you're going to give the ball to Tom freaking Brady. (laughs) Expect him not to run out the clock. Or even if they punt the ball somehow, if they got him to four, then you're going to ask Aaron Rodgers to go the length of the field with no timeouts and no time left? Yeah. Listen, it's it's a, if I were the coach, I would, I would ride on, on Aaron Rodgers. Simple as that. He's the MVP of the league, um, arguably the the greatest talent in the quarterback position. I'm gonna ride with the guy. That, exactly. That's a, that's a no brainer. But it's easier said than done, bro. Like on 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 third and goal, 
I, I, I think it was in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. They had gone to um, Devontae Adams three times. Yeah. And they failed to score the touchdown. Um, on this drive, again, I think that if Aaron Rodgers would have gotten those additional three to four to five yards, put them on the four or third yard line, that's a no-brainer. I tell you right now, Matt LaFleur would have gone for it on fourth and goal from the third or the fourth. Again, it's a difficult situation to make, a, a decision to make when it's fourth and goal from the eight, nine yard line. Like, you're basically, you have to score a touchdown. Or you want to take no, the point, you have three timeouts, and then you have the two-minute warning. Again, I, I get the point about Tom Brady giving the ball back to Tom Brady, acting like he can't run out the clock, which is exactly what he did. And again, we, we both agree. I would give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you win this for me. You go get this one for me. It's just, it's a difficult situation. And again, we can obviously look at that one, at that one series and be like, well, that's where it was won or whether it was lost. But I, I go back to the three turnovers that Tom Brady had and, and the, and the Packers not taking advantage of those turnovers. You had the chance. You had plenty of chances as you, Aaron Rodgers, you didn't deliver on those three turnovers, which I was shocked. At one point, I was being over. I was being dramatic. I'm like, "Oh my God, we we're done. We're done. Brady's done. Brady, you suck. Three turnovers. I was pissed, but they didn't yeah. take advantage of that. They only got six points out of that. I think that's where the game was lost. Where you had I mean, three turnovers, your defense gave you the ball three times, and you didn't take advantage of it. But I, I, I see. I disagree with you because I, to me, ultimately, yes, that's not the the only factor. But I think that when you take the variables into consideration, it's hard not to go beyond that point in placing the majority of the blame on that. Because what I repeat some of what I said yeah. earlier, you have to consider the, va the variables. Yeah. And at some point, I know that analytics, you know, everybody, but at some point you have to go like that, you know, that Tampa Bay manager where like, yeah, the numbers tell you take Punt him out the ball. in the sixth. No, yeah. no, no. You, the, you're, you're gonna. If you lose, you're going home. Yeah, yeah. So go home, trusting the guy that got you there. And so the reason I say that it should yeah. have been a no-brainer to go for 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 it on fourth and down, is because you have the two most. Ex, I, I want to say the most concrete variables. Yeah, you have an all-time great quarterback who you have to trust more than your more than your kicker yeah. and more than your defense and on the other side you have arguably the other greatest player to do it who you know time and time and time again yeah will figure out a way to run that clock down and to take the and take you out of the equation and so, to me, you have to stop there. I know there were many, but I think yeah, that that to yeah. me is ultimately the the biggest sin of Matt Lafleur as far as coaching is concerned. Because there is no way you give Tom Brady the ball Not that, uh, we're, we're, under we're, any circumstances yeah, yeah. No, without right, going right for that touchdown. I'd rather lose by eleven than be down. By you know what was it seven or eight and give Tom Brady the ball back like no that's not th you don't give Brady the ball back and so I think that that's where ultimately it lies and 
to me, for Aaron Rodgers, I know that there's been a lot of disappointment. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he could. But, man, to me, he just needs to get the hell out of Green Bay. But, okay, like, let's get to that. I actually wanted to get to that. That's a great conversation. Um, the reason I but say where? that. But where? Where, where well, would you listen, go? Man, listen. Hey, how about the 49ers? No. That, that, what do you I've, mean no? I've seen the 49ers th- being thrown out there. The 49ers don't have Devontae Adams. They got a, a bunch of good receivers. They don't have Devontae Adams. They don't have Aaron Jones, and they don't and they they don't have nowhere near the off, the offensive it, line. But think about it. I'll, I'll think about it like this. Right now, to again, because it matters. It matters what you think yeah. ultimately was the determining factor. To me, the difference between Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers being on his way to the Super Bowl is the coaching. Nah, it's that, the coach. That, that's where I disagree. No, I, you, I, and whole, you can whole, make your point to, to disagree, disagree. But I think that that you have whether it's San Francisco, um, you have let's let's keep it with San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan a, was another another guy that has blown two Super Bowls. That you trust that guy? Listen, I trust him more than Matt Lafleur. I I don't see how he's he basically. Did the same thing, maybe well, even maybe even worse in the eyes of p- people who watch football. Twice well, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, twice. But I just I just feel to to me that ultimately it is Aaron Rodgers' duty to, or he should want out of Green Bay. If he doesn't land there, hey, maybe we'll find another landing spot because I'm pretty sure that there'll be teams. There's at least twenty teams. That would trade away their quarterback. I think realistically, the, the names that I've, to, I've seen out there, it, it's been, as you mentioned, the 49ers, the Rams have been an option that has been thrown out there. That's another one. The Colts. But again, we, we can compare every single team. They don't have Devontae Adams. They don't have the number one receiver. They don't have an Aaron Jones. They don't have the this offensive is, line, which was the key to the Packers' success. Offensive line. You're telling me that Aaron Rodgers in the L.A. Rams doesn't make a difference? I don't know that. that he, I don't know that. Bro. The older you get, the, the offensive line becomes even more and more and more important. And right. N- but then none of them compare. The Wait, okay, so here's 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 going to be my final point. Yeah. And, and I'm going to bring it back to what I said about Tom Brady and why I feel that Aaron Rodgers needs to leave yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. As I said when I was talking about Brady, and more importantly, his or more concise, his success in Tampa Bay in his first year was because when Tampa Bay got their guy, the guy that they wanted, like I said earlier, they got Gronk. They got Antonio Brown. In other words, they got what they needed in order to make him better. Yeah, they got got what he he asked for. Wait, 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 wait. Last year in the NFL draft, oh yeah, <laughs> when Green Bay has been a team just like you said, a few pieces away, instead of giving an all-time quarterback and all-time talent, the guy that's made your franchise relevant for the last 15 years, instead of giving him help, you get his replacement. No, it, it, a guy that's been that I'm sorry to 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 just yeah. culminate my point. Yeah, yeah. You bring in the guy that's gonna be breathing down his neck to replace him when you could have easily been one piece away. Justin Jefferson from making it to the Super Bowl. Justin Jefferson exactly. could have been 
drafted so to them. So after all the years that Aaron Rodgers has given to Green Bay, and let's be honest, I know that they won one title, but it wasn't because Mike McCarthy was out there trying to make stuff happen. Yeah. Like how long did it take for Green Bay to actually get a running game? Yeah. And not depend solely on Aaron Rodgers. And to me, ultimately, after this, man, when you know that you only have potentially a few more years of greatness and unless you're Tom Brady, you're not going to be playing deep into your 40s, man, get the hell out of there and, and at least try somewhere new. Yeah, the only where, question... Where there's a team yeah. that will actually do what Tampa Bay did. Yeah. And yeah, we have an aging quarterback, but you know what? He's good enough and let's do whatever we have to do yeah. in order to make him better. And that, Green Bay hasn't done that to, for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Another thing we have to take into consideration is not the same situation with Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers has three years on the contract left. So we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers walking away and just walking into a team. You're talking about a trade that has to be made and that team that's trading for Aaron Rodgers they they have to be willing to lose. We're talking about a, a a great amount, a huge amount of pieces for a guy who's still playing at the MVP level. Let's say if you're talking about trading him to the Rams or trading him to the 49ers, you know the Packers are going to be like, listen, we got him for three years, so we're not forced to do anything. We want multiple first-round picks. We want, I don't know, Give me, if, if you're the Rams, give me Cooper Cup and Robert Woods for Aaron Rodgers or something like that. I know it's going to be something drastic. Obviously, this is all hypothetical, but Aaron, right. Aaron Rodgers ain't choosing where he's going. The Packers are going to do what's best for them as they did when they drafted a freaking quarterback in the first round rather exactly. than getting them help. They're going to do what's best for them. That's why I say it, we have to keep it realistic. Like, at the end of the day, he doesn't control where he's going. I've heard in, in the media talking about, oh, he does. No, he doesn't. They got him for three years. And, and, and if anything, what the Packers have shown is that they don't care about Aaron Rodgers' opinion, as you just finished saying. They drafted a quarterback in the first round. That means that they're going to do whatever it takes to get their agenda through. And they're gonna if they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be for what they want which I'm assuming it's going to be multiple first-round draft picks and key but players. that's fine. Yeah. But that's fine because you're talking about, listen, at the end of the day, his alternative is, and maybe that's what he'll do because, you know, he seems to be an, a smart guy. He's probably, well, he's been at this long enough not to take yeah. stuff personal. But, man, at this point, like... It's gonna be. It's there are a lot of places that are gonna be better off than there because, if nothing else, this organization has shown you, like you said, that they're gonna do what's best for him. And so, when you see the prospect of only having a few more years um, left in your career, and your team is already planning the future without you, then what the hell are you gonna stay there for? And lose the chance of getting to another Super Bowl, lose the chance to you know cement your legacy at yeah. a higher level. And it's gonna his be options to stay, whatever. Like, and I said, there's teams that are probably willing to give those multiple first yeah. round picks because they feel that. Hey, let me know. Let me not go far. What about Miami? Miami is a team that is has a good defense, has good talent. Not let's say you know Green Bay talent. They, they don't have but also have multiple that, tip. They, that, they have multiple picks. I would say on the defensive end, they have uh, like 
starting with Xavier Howard, arguably the best corner in football right there with Jalen Ramsey. But again, I go back to the offensive side of the ball. Their offensive line is nowhere near as good as the Packers. They don't have they don't they don't have a player that's nowhere near as good as Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones. Like I, But that's what you built around. Because I'm gonna go back and said what I said about Brady. Listen, yes, when he came in, they definitely had some talent in um in Mike Evans. They yeah. had a good win. You know, they had but hey man, they said, you know what? We're gonna go get more. We're gonna get Leonard Fournette. I forgot about him as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it, so the team that he lands on was to say that they can't take the Tampa Bay approach and say, you know what? We got the quarterback that gonna, we're missing. But it's gonna be and super, let's go and get creative and get the pieces that we want in order to make it, it happen. It's gonna be a lot, it's gonna be super difficult when you're comparing it to again the Tom Brady situation where Tom Brady walked in as a free agent, which means the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't have to give anything away, and pretty much started picking up the pieces from there. Where are you gonna right. get where are you gonna get if you're let's say let's use the the Miami Dolphins, for example, you're gonna have to trade. You're going to have to trade your first right. round draft picks. Possibly you're going to have to trade, you know, some of the pieces that you have on that team to get Aaron Rodgers there. And then from there you have to start saying, okay, so then where do we start? You know, we have to start signing players. You know, do we have enough cap room? Like all these things are a part of that. It's, I mean, but I'm not saying it's possible. That it's easy. Yeah, no, I know. It, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's worth it. Yeah. It's yeah. worth it for him. If nothing else to say, you know what? Get me the hell out of here. Because I'm done. Because sometimes that's what you need in life. You know, like, take your boy, for example. I know that he said, you you know, he left in free agency. But, man, everybody and their mother were saying, hey, he should have stayed in, in New England. Except Because that's where his success is. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say that. Well, you maybe, but you were, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say you were in the minority. Yeah, because. Most uh, people were like, no, stay nah, there. Because nah. that's why most people were saying, you know what, he's going to. He's not going to do crap without nah. Belichick and without that New England system, and yet he proved that it can be done. Yeah, no, that that, that Patriots team was falling apart. No right. receivers, so, no, no so weapons. that's what yeah. I'm saying, that what is to say that Green Bay is not on that same trajectory? But they're not, because though. Because if nothing. But they're sh- they have shown, bro, that, but that they, their they have greatest shown as, asset. They have shown not as far as back him up. No, of course, but they have shown as far as execution wise. We can argue about the decisions that Matt Lafleur has made. At the end of the day, he's been the first two years coaching. He's been thirteen and three and took him to the NFC Championship game. It's not the same situation with the Patriots, who had no number one receiver, had no tight end, had no running game, had zero weapons at all whatsoever right. compared to the Packers situation, who have the best receiver in football right there with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, who just had 17, 18 touchdowns. Aaron Jones, who had double-digit touchdowns and is one of the premier running backs in football. And again, one of the most important pieces. As a Tom Brady fan, I would know this because if Tom Brady didn't have this, he probably wouldn't be as good. And it showed with the Patriots, the offensive line. The Packers have, right. if not the best offensive line in football, filled with pro bowlers, they're one of the top three offensive lines in football. At, as a quarterback, you have to, again, yeah, you can build that and we can, that's a whole different conversation where we could continue right. to have. But being realistic, like, okay, where, where, where can I look at and be like, all right, the offensive line? It's just as good as the Packers. They have a Devontae Adams, and they have a running game like I had here. 
where where are you gonna where are you gonna find that? And it's but really hard. But here's my thing. But here's my thing. And I know we we've talked a lot about this particular portion of of the yeah, of the yeah. conversation. It's our podcast. But just what you're talking about, <laughs> as far as uh, not being able to find, yeah. Can Aaron? Can you tell me that Aaron Rodgers, based on what he's seen from Green Bay, can believe that they're actually gonna continue to build around him and that? They're actually going to be supportive of him continuing to be their quarterback and going to give him what they what he needs, I, I, or are they just going to continue doing? Because what's to say that next year they want to cut costs and they want to get rid of that running back or that wide receiver, or they don't want to keep that offensive line together? I mean, they're both. They have shown already that they're yeah. not gonna. They don't have his best interest in mind. They have theirs. And so that offensive line, those pieces, those receivers, those running backs that you're talking about can all be taken away. Yeah. And it shows that they're willing to do it because at the end of the day, they don't value him the way that they ought to. Because when you replace somebody's quarterback or your replacement, they draft them. They're basically saying, hey, just like they did with Brett Favre, your days are numbered. I think and that's at that point. And that's where they that's, screwed up. That's where they exactly. screwed up. I, 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 but they, it's indicative of where they're at mentally. Yeah. And but, so that's why I say for him, get the hell out of there, man, and give your last couple of years, if nothing else, to building another franchise. Yeah, well, we'll, just, we'll see where that ends up. Um, it's going to be interesting, an interesting offseason for him. Um, and it's something that, we, that we're going to have to look out for. So moving on to the AFC championship now, um, where – the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, they've won 25 of their last, I don't know, 27 games, if, um, and they just don't lose in the playoffs in the last three games outside of that AFC championship against the Patriots. They haven't right. lost, actually, since that game. So, like, I, I want to throw this question at you. Are, are the Chiefs unbeatable at this point? I mean, no one's unbeatable. I mean, if there's anything not to steal the cliche and, you know, the name mm-hmm. of the movie – you know, on any given Sunday, anything can happen. Yeah. We have seen, you know, like we saw the, you know, the the Las Vegas Raiders give Kansas City a run for their money. They, they won one, and they, I think they were close to winning the second yeah. one as well. Are they unbeatable? No, because they've been beaten this year. Um, Are they a dynasty in the making? I mean, unless they do a Green Bay and just mess it up somehow. Obviously, this this is taking injury out of the yeah, equation they, they because signed, you can't predict injury. They signed all their players at least right. for the next five years or so. So they, they actually right. didn't pull so, up Green Bay. So in there's, other a, words. there's a, a team that is showing what Green Bay is not. And that is, even though they have the young quarterback, the superstar quarterback, the guy that they just gave the richest contract in sports to and could have easily said, you know what? Um... You go out there and you win it. Now nah, they're saying, you know, no, no, we're we trying to make something happen here. You drafted so Clyde gonna, Edwards. Yep, they drafted right, Clyde Edwards in the first round. Building. Yeah. We're not. We're not satisfied with just having the best quarterback in the game. Yeah, we're not satisfied with having the best tight end in the game. We're not satisfied with having you know the fastest receiver in the game or one of the fastest. The receivers. fastest. The not, fastest. Right. They're like, nah, 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 we're not satisfied. Oh, we got a good rookie running back that was giving us good. Nah, 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 let's go get Le'Veon Bell and see what he has. Like, yeah. 
it, it may not have worked out the way that they wanted to, but the, the, the effort is in the attempt. And so for me to, you know, yesterday's game with regards to the Bills and, and the Chiefs, which that one I did watch, it's simpler to, to dissect in the NFC, and that's basically the better team won. You saw, like, obviously there, there was that, um, that fumble to begin the game where you're like, oh, crap. It kind of, to me, it felt like the Pittsburgh game where, like, the first play, you're like, oh, crap. Here we go. But then, you know, then you ultimately, you know, the, the, the truth revealed itself. Yeah. You saw that, you know, the Bills are a great team. They're a team that, you know, they look to be in the conversation for a while. They look like they're going to be, you know, the class of the, the AFC East for a while. Um, obviously, barring what happens with New England, Miami, and the Jets, but then come on, it's the Jets. <laughs> um, and so, ultimately, you just saw them dissect the other team. You saw Mahomes, and I mean, I have the stats right here. What was it? Twenty-nine of thirty-eight, three twenty-five, um, three touchdowns. You know, one twenty-seven rating. You see, uh, what was it? Like, this looks like video game stats. Uh, Tyreek Hill, nine catches for 172 yards. Then you have Kelsey with 13 catches, 118 and two touchdowns. I mean, come on, man. Like, they just Travis they, Kelsey they show and, what Yeah, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, I believe they had 10 catches in the first half. Right. So that game, it was just ultimately the better team winning them doing what they're doing. And so, like I said, barring any any injuries, they are a dynasty in the making. And, you know, it's if there's anybody that's set up to give your boy a run for, the, for oh. his money as far as success and winning, it's Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I mean, it's going to be hard to see them, like, you know, not reach those kinds of yeah, levels. Yeah, man. They're going to have to... Um, keep this team together at least for another six, seven years um, in order to be able to to even come close. I mean, we're talking about, again, in the NFL, there's only been one player that's reached 10 Super Bowls. That is Tom Brady. There's only one player that has won six Super Bowls. That is Tom Brady. In order to get right. to that, you're going to have to. They have an amazing team. Like, I'm talking about Travis Kelsey as far as tight ends. Travis Kelsey is up here, and the next best, George Kittle, if you want to say, he's right. nowhere near close. Right. Tyreek Hill is right up there with Devontae Adams, and he's the fastest, not arguably. No, he's the fastest receiver in football. And right. as far as offensive minds, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid are in a class of their own. There's absolutely right. no one that can touch them as far as offensive minds, obviously. That's what, I, that's what I'm regarding to referring right. to they have everything there for them and again we're talking about in, in a sport where you have an 18 and 0 super uh, uh uh new england patriots going up against the seven and nine and i think it was seven and nine or nine and seven new york giants and the giants won that's, right. that's the sport that you're in again that's exactly why what tom brady has been able to accomplish is just he, there's no argument against him anymore because right. we just we've never seen this. The football is the one sport where you don't have a series. It's one game, do or die, every single right. week. You don't have a series. So if you if you have a bad day, sorry, sucks for you. You lost. Yeah. That, that was your one shot. So yeah. 
can they sustain this? Obviously, they're 25. They've won 25 out of the last 26 or 27 games. They're they're starting off on a hell of a good run so far. Um, can yeah. they keep these pieces together? Tyree Kill. Eventually, he's going to get old five years from now, six years from now, as right. far as a receiver. Because obviously, when you're talking about quarterbacks and position players like running backs and receivers, they die down at some point. Look at Julio Jones. He, get, he gets injured every week. Right. He's no longer reliable. Running backs who completely shut down the minute they get to 30, 31. Tight ends, I mean, obviously that's a more physical position. Um, some are able to last like an Antonio Gates or, or, or some shut down after injuries like, like a Gronk. So like, right. can they keep these pieces together? That's going to be an interesting thing to see. But if there's a team and if there's a player that has the best chance to be able to you know, have the success that Tom Brady and the Patriots and Tom Brady and now the Bucks are having. It's Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They have everything. I'm talking about everything, both on the defensive side as well. With Chris Jones yeah. and, 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 and and Tyron Matthew, they have everything. And then on the offensive side of the ball, we don't even want to go there. They have an embarrassment of riches. Clyde right. Edwards-Alaire, McCole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes, and then the, the two best offensive minds in football, which is not even close, they have the best chance. I, I'm not if, – if I had to bet money, um, I wouldn't pick the Bucks against them because, yeah. dude, they look completely unbeatable, bro. They, they look unbeatable. If they're okay, not, so they then, look that way. So then that's, that's I guess, the, the perfect uh, – opportunity then to transition into to our next topic yeah. and that that is the you know the the battle of the goats the last goat standing i'm offended um, by that you know no because you got to look at it it's like the 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 goat against i guess the baby goat the baby goat for <laughs> you know what i mean or like you look at it as a let's look at it a little bit more uh more adventurous in in yeah, like yeah, the lions where yeah. there's a pride and then you know, there's the young lion that now wants to take over and, yeah. you know, be the, the the king of the herd. <laughs> and so given that, you know, we have this matchup of like two yeah. great quarterbacks, the aging quarterback, the guy on, you know, that's trying to come for the throne. You know, do you then pick the, the Chiefs or are you going to, you know, pick? Are you going to pick with your heart or pick with your brain as far as uh, the Super Bowl? And then and tell us why. My heart is telling me the Bucks, and my brain is telling me the Chiefs. Again, okay. the Chiefs have won 25 of their last – I need to get that stat correct. I, I believe it's 25 of the last 26 or 26 of the last 27. They right. haven't lost, bro. Like, they have not lost. Their offense looks unstoppable. If you ask me, what game plan can you come up with defensively to slow down the Chiefs? I have no idea. I'm not a coach, obviously. And if you ask Top Bowles, he's probably going to be like, I have no idea. Try to hurt Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, I don't wish that upon him. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> dude, like, wh what can you do? You can't play zone because, as you can see with the Bills game, they shredded the the Bills zone defense. Again, right. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey had 10 catches each in, in the first half. I believe that was the stat. Can you trust playing man and not get beat by Tyreek Hill, who's the fastest player in football and it's not even close, or not get right. beat 
by Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end. It's not even close. Can right. you trust that? Or if nobody gets open and you're playing man, Patrick Mahomes has the ability to run outside the pocket. Right. So there's just so many things that the that the that the Chiefs can do. Obviously, the 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 Bucks have weapons of their own. They have a plethora of right. weapons. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Even though they they've dropped about seventeen thousand passes in the yeah. last two games, <laughs> but they have the weapons. And Antonio Brown's coming back for the Super Bowl. So you have A. B. who was looking like old A. B. at towards the end of the season and the first game of the playoffs. You have Mike right. Evans, who's one of the best receivers in football. You have Chris Godwin. You still have the the experience of of Rob Gronkowski. You have the experience of a Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, they're calling him now. Um, (laughs) Ronald Jones should be a little bit more healthier. On the defensive side of the ball, you have Todd Bowles calling plays. It's going to be a chess match. It's going to be an interesting game. I think the Bucs have to score 35 to 40 points to to win this game. They averaged, I think it was 31 points this year. So they're more than capable of scoring 35. Um, They did it against... The the Washington football team, who were the second best defense, and they did it against the Saints, who are one of the best defenses in football. They can definitely do it against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're gonna have to score thirty five to forty to have a chance against that juggernaut on in the AFC side. Right. No, I uh, I kind of agree with you though. At this point, it's like <laughs> I don't know if I would even make the bet, you know, because if you would have asked me to bet money, I would have bet on Green Bay. If you would have asked oh. me to bet money, I would have bet on on, on the, the Saints. Yeah, you know, and so like you know, the Tampa Bay continues to figure out ways to get it done. Brady figures is continuing to figure out ways to get it done. Yeah, and so um. You can't really discard them at this point. You know, you you're setting yourself up for failure. But like you said, it's um it's hard not to see just, you know, to see a path for them winning, though. They do have, you know, some weaknesses in the sense that the secondary. You know, their defense is not great, especially when it comes to their def- uh, their the secondary defense. Yeah, exactly. I, they're uh, what is it? Uh, they're the 16th ranked defense overall. 14th when it comes to passing so they're not beatable like i uh they are beatable yeah like i said um vegas that's how vegas won Derek carr looked like man like he should be in the in the mvp conversation in the game against uh the chiefs earlier in the year yeah. you know he went into a shootout and he won and so obviously given you know that you have a great quarterback in tom brady and you have the weapons that they have you know it's going to be difficult or it's going to be challenging, I would say, yeah. for uh, for ta- uh, for the key- the Chiefs, excuse me, to, uh, you know, to keep up with that defense. And, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Bruce Arians is going to probably try to establish the run, you know, trying to milk clock because yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to mm-hmm. want to tire that defense. And he definitely wants to keep Patrick Mahomes off of the field. Yeah, yeah. And so the question, I think that's, to me, that's where the game is going to lie is can the Kansas City defense, you know, get three and outs? Can they, you know, force punts? Um, you know, can they keep, you know, field goals and reduce the amount of touchdowns that they give up so that obviously they can keep the score down, but more importantly, they can get their quarterback, their offense, their juggernaut on the offense and potentially, you know, put up a game, a good game against Tampa Bay. So I have a question for you. So we know the game plan for the Kansas City Chiefs defense is try to get to Tom Brady. That's always been the game plan. If you can get to Brady with four and and be able to zone it out in the back, 
then you you have the best chance. The Giants showed that. The Baltimore Ravens teams from the 2000s showed that. That's how you beat Tom Brady. Right. What like I'm having a hard time thinking of of a game plan that Todd Bowles can come up with to be able to slow down that Kansas City Chiefs offense. Like, what would you do, Victor Cruz? I mean, well, it's a it's a tall task, you know, and that's why I guess they they get paid the big bucks in order <laughs> yeah. to do it. I mean, we definitely know that their um their run defense is great. Oh yeah, ranked yeah. number number eighth in in, yeah. in the in the league. So you know that they that front four and probably that um you know that middle line those, oh, those no, the, linebackers the, the, the linebackers are the best in football right so you know that they're going to you know stifle the running game which yeah. basically now then it's about scheming to drop people into coverage you know it's going to be trying to surprise them with some blitzes um, blitzes excuse yeah. me yeah. in order to get to Patrick Mahomes like there is no one particular way to do yeah. it but I think that that's, you know, they kind of have to have the same approach with Patrick Mahomes that you spoke about Brady. It's like you're going to have to figure out that your front four especially can get pressure so that you can drop more people in coverage and be able to keep up with the with the Travis Kelsey's, with the Tyreek Hills and all of that stuff. And so that's their best bet. Obviously, yeah. it's easier said than done. Yeah, I know. But that's that's uh, that's their, you know, if anything, that's their chance. Yeah, they're going to have to, and I'll end it with this, they're going to have to play man, that the zone defense, that, that you can see they shredded the bills. They're going to have to play man. They're going to have to rough up the receivers. You can play them tight, rough them up, push them, hit them, at the line, right, at, including Travis Kelsey. Use your, your right. defensive ends to rough him up before he leaves the line. Hit him. Right. Get him off his his zone a little bit. And then the blitzing packages, as you mentioned, that's going to be crucial. Getting to Patrick Mahomes. It's easier right. said than done, but, that I mean, dude, it, it's going to be one hell of a Super Bowl. The GOAT versus, um, I, I think, the guy that, that's going to have the best chance of, of – of, being able to reach the atmosphere where Tom Brady is at, which is <laughs> he's on his own level. Right. Sorry. <laughs> so let's move on to the last topic. And this was okay. uh, this this one is a very interesting one. I'm actually very, very, very glad that you added this um to today's episode. Cause it's a conversation that I, I've been going back and forth on Twitter and I've been dying to have with you. And it's, okay. you know, the, the lack of, of diversity in the coaching highs that, that have been going on in the NFL right now. So do you think the NFL is ever going to make a, 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 an attempt to bring diversity to coaching hires? Do you think? The short answer is no. Mm. Um, the, the NFL, or let, let's, let's, uh, let's be more specific. The NFL owners... Um, for I mean forever, but especially in the last I want to say five ten years, have have established one thing without um, saying it outright, but their actions, as they, as the cliche goes, your actions speak louder than words. Yeah, and the NFL owners are basically telling all of us, you're not gonna tell us what to do. You're not. Um, not only are you not gonna tell us what to do. When you tell us what to do, we're going to do the complete opposite. And the more that 
you hear the cries of the public and sometimes even the media to um to to address this matter the more that they in your face tell you nah 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 that's not going to happen cuz when you continuously see yes some teams like take the leap of faith kind of like what uh the jets did you know hiring uh the 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 guy Salah I believe his last name is from the 49ers yeah um there's like one or as they say few and far between but overall their um their position is we're going to do exactly especially when it comes to race matters we're going to do exactly the exact opposite yeah of what people are telling me and this is uh, of what people are telling us and the the reason for that is is because there's nobody to hold them accountable, right? Like Roger Goodell, people keep saying, and I and I tend to believe it that he wants to change that, but he works for them. Yeah. The minute if he makes too much trouble, he's gone. They'll replace him, and they'll get somebody else that can make money for them. The networks, I'm not even going to mention any particular <laughs> networks. They can say all their all they want in their shows or whatever. They're still going to show their games. Yeah. Because if one network says something, they'll just go to the next network. Yep. And so that's their position. And here's, I don't know if this is a, a hot take because I, I don't know if anybody has said it. I, if somebody has, then um, I apologize, but it really did come from my mind. But I genuinely believe what I'm saying so much that I, I, I am of the opinion that Eric Bieniemy is going to be the coaching version of Colin Kaepernick. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's going to be that person, that person of color that they know damn well is a better option than some of the options that they had. But the cry in the public is so much that even if it cost them victories even if it cost them the opportunity to go to the playoffs even if that head coach is the difference between taking a great offensive team from being okay to being great a great team from being a super bowl contender they're going to essentially do the same thing and i hope to god that i'm wrong yeah, i really do yeah. but i believe they're going to make an example out of oh, him man. just like they did with Colin where it's like, oh, you this is who you want? Nah, nah, nah. We we not gonna do it because you don't control us. We're the billionaires, we're the decision makers. And even if we don't win and and we remain, you know, a crappy team, that's what they're gonna do because that's what the hires that they keep making tell us. Yeah, yeah. And, and, can't, and yeah. I'm sorry, before you go, you yeah. can't tell me that Dan Campbell deserves a second. Coaching I was just gonna mention him. Yep. Before Eric Bieniemy deserves his first. Yep. You can't tell me the guy that from San Francisco. Um, uh, yeah. The no, the San Francisco guy. At least he's good. The one that went to the Jets, but I think it was the Colts. Urban Meyer. Um, uh, Urban Meyer that, went to the to the Jags too. To the Jags. I mean, you talk about. Listen, I was a fan of Urban Meyer when he was coaching in um, Florida. In Florida, but in retrospect or in hindsight, as they say, man, Urban Meyer has some dirt on him with what happened with the lengths that he went to to win. He has some dirt on him from Florida. Yeah. With, let's just say Aaron Hernandez. Um, 
He has dirt on him in Ohio State because his exit in Ohio State wasn't that graceful. Yeah. And the NFL is all about its image, but yet they have no problem hiring him. Whereas you have this guy who's the part of the offensive set that is the greatest offense or one of the greatest offenses that, that we've, we've ever seen. seen. Yeah. But they don't give him a shot. Not even a shot. They do the little interviews so that they can fill out the requirements of the Rooney rule. And so to punctuate what I said with regards to this, the short answer is no. And I'm afraid that Eric Bieniemy is going to be that coaching version of Colin Kaepernick where he's not going to get a job because they just don't want to. I, I hope that's not the case, man. Like that, that would be the dumbest decision that, that these owners can make. Eric Bieniemy is such a great offensive mind that there shouldn't even be an interview. It should go right. right. It should be. It should go right to the hire. You're the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. You're going right to the hire. You're hiring Eric Bieniemy, who's coming from the best offensive system that we've seen in years. You're going to hire that guy to take the lead, being able to to draft the Trevor Lawrence, being able to have that guy coach Trevor Lawrence and that offense. If you're the New York Jets, your number one option. It was a great hire. Robert, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Salah. Salah. That's a great hire. You're going to hire Eric, Eric Bieniemy If you plan on bringing Deshaun Watson, bring in Eric Bieniemy to coach that guy. You're going to hire right. him. Like, there's no question as to whether or not you're going to do that. If you're the New York Giants, even before Joe Judge was hired, you hired a position a position a coach for the for the Patriots who was like he didn't matter instead of hiring again not interviewing hiring Eric Bieniemy like the guy should be at the top of the list he's so damn good that there is no question there is no interview process there's just a hiring process for him and yet we don't know if he's if he's going to get hired we're still questioning whether or not this guy that's the offensive coordinator for the greatest offense in the league right now. We don't know if he's going to get hired. Are you no, serious? He's, he's not. The Detroit Lions, I'm and I'm that. glad Matthew Stafford wants to get out. Yeah. Because the Detroit Lions, another franchise. You have the chance. Let's say, okay, he's he's coaching for the Kansas City Chiefs right now, so you can't really hire him yet. But you can ask for an interview, and that and that's your guy. You're not going for anybody else. You want Eric Bieniemy, that's the only person you're going for if you want to right. keep Matthew Stafford. Yet, you don't do that. Dude, I'm going to give you an example. And I'm going to bring in your Patriots. I know you're, you're, you're not a fan this year, but this year. I'm going <laughs> to give you, if anything, the exclamation point on what it is that the NFL is about or the NFL owners are about when it comes to the hiring process, not only in coaching, but even in the higher-ups. You hear you ha let's take the Houston Texans, who have a, yeah. now one of the great quarterbacks of this generation in Deshaun Watson. You fire your coach and ultimately your GM, Bill o Bill O'Brien, which my God, like let, let me not even go too far too far <laughs> on that. But you fire him. You finally fire him. You tell Deshaun Watson, hey, you know, we want your input on the GM search so that, you know, because we believe in you. Yeah. It went as far as supposedly as um, hiring a firm to come back with certain candidates. 
that are potential good fits. I remember one was Lewis Riddick that works in ESPN, a great you know football analyst, somebody who knows the game. And they went ahead and hired, I don't know if you know this, the guy who used to be the chaplain, the freaking, sorry, God, the freaking chaplain for the New England Patriots. Like, what are you talking about? How do you go from being a chaplain, a man of God, a man that's supposed to help you heal your soul and find your path to God? This is the man that you hire to be the person in charge of your football team. Like, if that doesn't tell you that the... That the, the the owner of the Houston, like any of these other owners, are just giving everybody the middle finger when it comes to, like, we're going to do what we want and there's nothing you can do about it. That's the exclamation point. Because you can, even if you want to tell me all of these people that, you know, this guy was an assistant over here and, you know, Dan Campbell was a former player, a chaplain? <laughs> Fam, they just hire the janitor next time. For like, real. go to the janitor and make him the the strength and conditioning coach because my man works on his feet 24 hours. Like, go down and hire the bus driver and make him your fullback because he knows how to maneuver in tight space. Come on, man. And so the NFL owners, this is what they're about. And, like, that's what I'm saying that they're not going to. They're going to continue to do what they do until they're faced with, like, either a lawsuit, like, you know, Johnny Cochran, you know, threatened them to sue them back in the 80s. And that's how the Rooney Rule even became a thing. Yeah. Until they face that level of threat, man, they're not going to do a damn thing. Nah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I sure hope that, you know, it doesn't become an issue that the minute that Eric Bieniemy, be, you know, is available to get hired, let's say after the season, after the Super Bowl is over, I, I sure hope that this guy gets a job. He deserves the job. He is one of right there with Andy Reid, the greatest minds, offensive minds in football right now. He deserves an opportunity. It sucks that teams like the Jaguars didn't take a shot at interviewing him, obviously because you can't hire him now. I'm being yeah. a little overly dramatic, saying that you need to skip the interview process. You can't hire him now. So you could, you can. Well, prematurely, yeah. But I'm saying like you, you have to interview him because he he's basically not available yet until the season right, is over. Right, right, right. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, that should have been your number one option. You should have waited until the Super Bowl was over to get the guy that you wanted. That's the guy that you should have gone for. Um, yeah. Whether you're the Jets or or whether you're the the Detroit Lions, that's the guy you should have gone for. That's the only guy you should have been looking at. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the guys right. are part and of. Listen, the, I think yeah. the only coaching vacancy left, if I'm not mistaken, is Houston. And so the, unless Houston actually is in order to patch things up with Deshaun Watson, who apparently says he wants he out, wants out, yeah. Like unless they do that in an effort to like patch things up, it doesn't look like it's. It looks like another year is gonna go by. Another coaching cycle is gonna go by. And people like Eric B. Enemy are going to be left outside because the owners just don't want to. That and sucks, at this man. point, like I said in the beginning, they're just doing it out of spite. They're just doing it to continuously prove we run this mother effort <laughs> and you ain't going to tell us what to do. 
Yeah, so that that it sucks. We, we do hope that 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 changes, and we do we are hoping that Eric Bieniemy does get hired. Definitely, man. But that's gonna do it for us, you know, for this episode of the Pull Up and Chat podcast. Uh, we always want to say thank you for your support, for listening in. You know, we uh we're back at it. We're back, New Year. We're doing it again. Um, and as always, go to your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're all up in there. Subscribe, rate, review, resubscribe, do the whole thing and let <laughs> us know and just keep talking to us. Yeah, make sure to check us out on, on social media. We're on IG, Facebook, Twitter. Um, go check us out. Follow us. Be a part of the conversation. Comment, share. Um, just be a part of it and that that's the whole point of our podcast It's not just for victor and i it's for everyone else as well so go ahead check us out that's gonna be it for this episode of the pull up and chat podcast i'm juan i'm vic peace out later